0: Alfonso Podcast. And uh, this is a long form podcast for people listening to this podcast. uh, This will be a long form podcast. And if you want to listen to this uh, completely and not stop it in between, I would would recommend you to listen it in 1.5x speed. And uh, to welcome a uh, guest, should I call you guest, a good friend uh, on this podcast and uh, and I'm probably collaborating with him for the first time. Very happy to have uh, Kirtaj with me. Kirtas, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Ashwin, for having me. Happy to be here. And uh, thanks for doing this uh, at stark midnight, uh, <laughs> where I'm sure uh, you have uh, better things to do. Most people do like sleep. <laughs>
0: But uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this lockdown, lockdown has messed up sleep cycles, right? I don't know if you have uh, figured out a way, uh, what's the right time to sleep. There was a time, right, before 2020, like um, uh, 2019, I remember 11.30, I would would go to sleep if there are no mics or if I'm not not going to any of these open mics or having any, any shows. I'd hit bed at 11.30. Right now, I don't see a reason why anybody should sleep by 11.30. Because you're at home throughout the day uh, and then you're spending time with family. Then you get little time to watch TV or, or read something or listen to podcasts. How about you? Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, I don't think I can blame the pandemic for my sleep habits. I've always been... Uh, <laughs> Uh, late to bed variable to rise so yeah I I don't I can't blame the the pandemic for that but uh, uh, definitely yeah, sleep schedules have not been helped by staying inside for long periods of time Uh, I think uh, we've underestimated how much sunlight we need and uh, the number of my (laughs) friends who've uh, turned up a vitamin d deficiency all of a sudden uh, you know just goes to show that we need the sun um But yeah, 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 sleep cycles. I mean, you know, that whole eight hours of sleep anyways comes from very limited research. Um, There was was like a group in Chennai which actually kind of tested out uh, uh, on Indians uh, seeing uh, what the optimal amount of sleep is. And they found something like you can sleep for five, six hours a night as long as you take naps in the day, you're fine. So, you know. Um, I guess, I guess that's what uh, I'm hoping is true <laughs> and, uh, nothing long term happens. To but, uh, yeah, that's, that's me.
0: I, I, I don't know if there is a proper research, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it also, um, comes from some kind of background where they... Normally, people believe that you need to have 8 hours of sleep because um, they believe that during the day, you are doing hard labor, right? Hard labor, you are probably uh, taking a bus or driving uh, or riding a cycle to X location or or even walking for that matter. And back in the day, probably people had bullock carts or horses. So, you need 8 hours of rest. But during the day, I am am in my room... (laughs) It's a nice chair, office chair, with a keyboard, and I'm not, like, pushing myself a lot. Oh, of course, mentally, yes, sometimes, but I don't see reason why... Is it isn't medically some kind of a research which says even if you don't work a lot during the day, uh, you need still need eight hours of sleep?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that was, like, consensus among doctors and all, but uh, I think... Um... You know, the kind of work that we do, you're right, like there's there's not a lot of evidence uh, probably saying that eight hours is the best amount of time you need to sleep or anything, you know, irrespective of what kind of work you do, hard labor or, you know, even if it's just like, you know, sitting in front of a computer or not. Um, I don't know that, and I don't know how much uh, research uh, you talk on your podcast, but uh, in
0: Chennai, they did do this with With my acumen or intelligence, I think uh, very little, but uh, (laughs) yeah.
1: No, the beauty of this research is it's very simple, like uh, they just kind of, uh, you know, had uh, all these people come in from Chennai and uh, Mm. they made them sleep different amounts and then they had like a standard typing test to see, you know, efficiency and uh, they wanted to see if like different sleep times, uh, you know, if Mm. you slept on a more comfortable bed, if you had more pillows, a blanket during the cold, if that helped you with, uh, you know, uh, uh, being more productive the next day. And what they found was that Mm. how much you slept didn't really matter. Uh, so they gave right. everyone, like, a Fitbit that measured how much they slept. And they got everyone in front of a computer to see how much they typed. Uh, and they found that, you know, you sleep five hours, eight hours. The productivity is practically the same. The only thing they found that helped was if you take naps during the day, those right. people were much more efficient. But, like, sleeping on a more comfortable bed didn't help. Like, blankets mm. didn't help. So there's, like, I'm sure there's a podcast by Vox Dev also on this uh, something like sleep in <laughs> India or something,
0: but, uh, <laughs> sleep in India. yeah, yeah, I think, Alone.
1: yeah, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> Frank at Heather Schofield, there was this, like this whole group uh, and they had uh-huh. a building in Chennai and uh, they mm-hmm. used to do all these experiments on sleep, it was, yeah, um, <laughs> some of my colleagues were also like, you know, working there and uh, it was an interesting experiment, But but mm-hmm. the main takeaway is sleep as much as you want whenever you want as long as you're fine the next day i don't think it That's matters right. yeah you know there's there's much more things to like worry about like whether or not you'll get covid or something so i think sleep is the least of <laughs> your worries health-wise at least
0: but if there is one city i i i don't know if i might be wrong maybe the uh, audience listening to this podcast can correct me uh or, or if you know uh kolkata i uh, what i know is they have o- afternoon breaks like all the shops are shut uh, and they do take their afternoon nap seriously is what i heard i don't know how right is this because i had a colleague uh, ex colleague and uh, he apparently worked in itc uh, kolkata right and uh, they had afternoon break to just take a nap and i was like what <laughs> No, that's absolutely true. I uh, I did
1: uh, I did my college in Kadakpur, and between like two to four, twelve to two, I forget the exact timing. All shops would close. So if you had wow. like an exam and you needed like a printout or something, uh, you would just not get it. So you had to plan around it, and uh, it's just because it's so hot. Like it's. You know, 45, 50, you know, during the summers there. There's no mm. point in working at that point. Like, it's just mm. better to go home and sleep and uh, come back. In Odisha actually, they have uh, this thing called pakkhada uh, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's like fermented rice. It's a fermented li- rice slurry. It's a very nice... Uh, it's a very nice dish you have, uh, but it's also like, mm-hmm. because it's fermented, there's some amount of alcohol in it, uh, but not... Well, that's not, always uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's, it's not that much, but, you know, you uh-huh. eat it, and then mm-hmm. uh, you just, uh, you know, go to sleep after that. So, wow. it happens in Odisha as well, it happens in Calcutta, Karakpur, West Bengal, all those places where it's like unbelievably hot during the,
0: the day, you know. But so, you told me this this research... Is based out of Chennai. Chennai is hot as well, humid, hot. Possible. Yeah, yeah. Chennai doesn't do this though, does it? I don't think nah, they have Chine, naps. Nah, nah. No, <laughs> I don't think because I I am a Tamilian, but I I am not a Tamil Tamilian like Tamil Tamilian as in I'm not from Chennai. Right. Uh, I'm like like a third generation Tamilian from Telangana, Hyderabad basically. But I haven't heard this concept of nap in Chennai, but kolkata yes i heard it from multiple people and uh, i in fact uh, uh, surprisingly one of my uh, friends he worked for an mnc like uh, like big indian mnc and uh, um, and he also told me that they take uh, afternoon naps like not in the office uh, but he told me that they uh, naps are like encouraged I'm like wow this is a whole new world because here, normally, uh, and I think afternoon naps are a good practice also, like, like uh, it, it refreshes your mind, isn't it, like?
1: Yeah, and not just India, I think even in some parts of Spain, like Madrid and all, like the word siesta is is uh-huh. for these afternoon naps that, you know, people take Ooh. there and, and then you have a vibrant nightlife. So, uh, now, uh, now you know how we're awake right now. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: Uh, our okay. afternoon naps. Nice, nice. Like, how, uh, how do you, how do you, like, uh, do, like, I, I know for a fact that you, you know a lot of stuff, you know a lot of stuff about many things, not just, like, in general, about naps, but in general. But uh, what do you do, basically, like, what's your, like, profession? Um, I know you studied a lot, but I don't know what is your profession as such. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so in this segment where I explain my CV to Ashwin, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I uh, I basically am a development economist, and um, wow. I did I did That's my engineering, fantastic. yeah, and uh, then I did my masters in econ, and then I was uh, in Bihar and U.P. for a couple of years, uh, and then I've been in Delhi uh, since the pandemic began, and I was working there um, again in development economics. Uh, this is more open data. Uh, more analysis side of things Um, and then at some point in 2021 I got sick with COVID so the past year has just been uh, COVID, post-COVID and just like COVID-based recovery Um, so yeah like right now I've just uh, been on a break from work for a month Uh, I'm Mm -hmm. actually joining back this Monday uh, so that'll be fun because uh, all I've been doing this one month is just taking it easy and going to open mics. Like I have no work in the world, um, <laughs> but uh, this Monday things will change. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I uh, really like uh, the stuff I do, um, but obviously, like uh, you know, even comedy is fun. Um, but yeah, right. so so that's what I basically do. I'm I'm uh, an economist and I do research um
0: well, but yeah i also but like that, that's where all this knowledge comes from is it like, like all, about multiple like multiple things Like not just related to like even economics like in general uh, uh like folks who, who are listening to us right now like he knows a lot about um, many things not just not just like economics or uh, uh even even about production yeah I, I don't know if i've I've, I've been in, in the comedy scene, like if you call it a scene, Hy- Hyderabad comedy scene for a uh, like good time, like like to from 2015 I've been part of the scene, over the last 6 to 8 months I haven't been active, but uh, I've seen so many folks uh, putting out reels and all credit goes to you, uh, I think uh, you know a lot about production as well, how did that uh, come up, like you learnt a lot about it or you've done it somewhere... <laughs>
1: I wish I had a better answer for this, but I just have to say YouTube. Like I just,
0: uh, oh. I just was. Yeah, I was just. Uh, well, maybe we we were a lazy bunch other <laughs> until you came and you like taught us. Okay, you use a shotgun. You put it on your camera, and then oh, voila, you got a proper reel. We, we needed a guy like you. No, no. I think uh, I think obviously like.
1: Uh, you know, like you said, uh, uh, you know, I've seen you perform, like, you know, back when there was, like, a comedy club in Hyderabad, uh, which right, then closed yeah, down. Right. So, like, I've also, like, right. uh, been comedy audience in Hyderabad, you know, for right. years now. Like, I remember seeing mm. you guys, you know, in the old barista as well. Like, the same barista, right. but when you had those no, old but, shows, yeah. uh, you know, way back when. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know, like, and of course, Hyderabad has a pretty... Uh, pretty nice and growing scene in comedy it's still obviously it's not a Bombay or a Delhi but you know it's much nicer than a Bombay or a Delhi in many senses um but yeah like I really uh, you know like comedy and I like all the stuff that uh, y'all have been doing so you know I had a break and uh, I didn't want to do like anything analytical so mm. um and uh, you know the good advantage of uh, staying with parents is uh, you don't pay rent so (laughs) (laughs) in the in covid so i had lots of money saved up and um, Mm. uh, so an interesting thing happened uh, during during covid a lot of these uh, chip companies kind of like you know there was chip shortages for lots of things like tvs and playstations and laptops Mm. and stuff and cameras as well which also use chips now Uh, so Mm a lot of uh, second hand cameras kind of flooded the market so mm. these cameras which used to be very expensive uh mm. these these nice 4k like youtube quality cameras uh just mm. became very very cheap on the second hand market um and i don't know if the chip shortage was the reason for that but it's just that on the second hand market these cameras were just like incredibly cheap now and mm-hmm. i think it's also because like you know the quality has been increasing of video and audio for a while, but you know right. there's a ceiling, right? Like 720p to 1080p, there's a huge jump, but then 1080p mm. to 4K, you know, you don't really watch 4K videos on your phone because of data and whatsoever. So, right. um, so yeah, there were all these cheap cameras, and I just bought a couple, and I just like you know uh, just uh, read up online about it. I mean, now I mean I've never used YouTube to learn anything before this mm. um you know mm. i mostly use it for entertainment uh, but i don't know if it right. was the pandemic or it was always there and i just found it but they have such good educational content and Agreed. and they have such a good recommendation algorithm that once you go down that rabbit hole um they will just recommend you stuff that you can then use yeah. you find you find yeah. these channels which have specific playlists um, and you know, that's, that's where I started and listen, I, I mean, I think the Hyderabad comedy scene is amazing and everyone in India should know about it. Like, um, yeah. you know, there are certain jokes that I still remember from, you know, people that I heard in like that uh, that Hyderabad a- badass comedy club, or you know, right, you know right. when uh, Raja was performing and he still had hair, you know, and he was funny <laughs> forever, and you know, yeah. uh, uh, or or like Vivek's, like really really old jokes. Uh, right. I think all of them are YouTube on YouTube now, but mm-hmm. there are such yeah. like gems there, and I think right. you know just because you know we are in Hyderabad and we are outside that circle of say you know. We don't have as many production houses, you know, like if you're in Bombay and there are a hundred filmmakers there, you know, if you're in Delhi, you know, there are a hundred people there with like generational wealth and all. So, Mm. I mean, just because we don't have that, we kind of get like overshadowed by these guys. But there's funny content here, right? Um, Right. Not only here, even in, you know, Chennai and other smaller cities like Bhumneshwar, Raipur. There's just like funny comics yeah. just waiting in the wings. So I was like, you know, I have a bit of free time. This is something that I see that, you know, they can, you know, uh, maybe I can come in and help with. And that's what, you know, sure. hopefully um, some, you know, uh, different levels of success, you know, uh, obviously. Right. Uh, You know, you go for a recording, sometimes the crowd is just, you know, uh, bad. Sometimes someone comes in front of the camera. All these things happen. Um, (laughs) I think uh, our our current roadblock is uh, manpower and editing. Like you can have the footage, but then you need to edit it out. And uh, not everyone has the, you know, the time, the energy uh, or the, you know, processing speed to kind of like edit long videos and stuff. So I think that's a right. that's one roadblock that has to be done. Um, but you know, it's it's progress, and you know, it's documented, and I'm hoping that you know mm. it's documented, so you know, someone can you know carry that down the road. I also don't like how fucking expensive it is to just like record. Um, right.
0: Like now. I don't know. I know. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's expensive. Very expensive.
1: Yeah. Like. Most videos won't make that, make back the money that you put in to kind of, you know, record them, especially if you're Mm -hmm. going for multiple recordings and all. So it just, I mean, it's just crazy that that's how expensive it is. Um, But yeah, I think that was the intention to just like, you know, you guys are so good. And uh, it's, it was, uh, uh, you know, just a chance to kind of put some of it out there, you know. And right now, Instagram and Reels have a lot of organic reach. Um, you know, uh, probably even more than YouTube uh, right now. Hmm. So, you know, it's a good time to put out stuff. And uh, I mean, of course, you all are funny and the platforms don't really matter, right? Um, But um, yeah, so this was just something, you know, I thought uh, that could help. And I've been, uh, yeah, I've been like uh, consuming all your content for, for, I mean, yeah, close to like a a decade soon. So, you know, I thought it was a (laughs) nice way to kind of, you know, uh, help out and you know give back to the team yeah, yeah, which yeah. has entertained me and my family for so long to the extent that uh, my parents and my grandmother they've they don't come for shows so I used to take them for all shows like pre-pandemic in 2018-19 mm. yeah. and then well. they were like listen give them a couple of years <laughs> we know all their content <laughs> let them put it out <laughs> Then they'll make new stuff we'll come for that so, uh, <laughs> I have spoiled my parents, uh, in that sense, but yeah. So that was why I just, uh, started taking cameras to open mics. I'm starting work, so that will reduce now, but, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm moving cities too. So, but, oh, you know, moving. I'm moving back to Delhi where I was, uh, Delhi, in
0: 2021. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Nice. Nice. Um, I, I when you spoke about how good youtube is as uh, as a learning experience i i definitely agree to what you said because uh, and i I'm, i heard about uh, people learning from youtube and doing stuff but uh, 2020 i think um, m- m- people stayed at home watched youtube videos and uh, i think the uh, algorithm a- algorithm <laughs> i have this tips. uh it, it actually uh, showed them things which are relatable like uh, people who cook uh, um, earlier also they used to cook but how to present it better i think uh, youtube did teach them and then uh, people like me who i've never done anything related to audio in my life like i'm a chemical engineer by uh, education like or like profession uh, not profession education and i haven't done anything I, I don't know production probably with great difficulty i learned um uh writing jokes and that too i struggled a lot then later in next few years i prob- i won't call it i won't call that i mastered it but i was able to like okay do better but uh, because of youtube uh i learned a lot on production work like like how to edit uh audio on audacity how do you use what kind of mic i didn't know they were and i did comedy for like good <laughs> five years i didn't know they were two different kinds of mic and i when i uh, read about it as in when i watched it on youtube i was shocked <laughs> Like there's condenser mic this dynamic mic and then there are so many other different types of mics that you can use and uh, yeah i, th- I think uh, people have figured it out right like uh, now there is no limit to learning they it's not just uh, um, online when people refer to online education uh, sometimes they only restrict themselves to say a udemy or a paid subscription model but uh, i think youtube has got almost everything right it's almost got everything with them and um, uh, i i know for a fact because i completed a certification with the help of youtube uh, project management certification so right so it's 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 a a, a good platform Uh, uh, i i don't know if, if people will still want to depend on youtube i think it's 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 cheap and uh, you get to learn so much like say for example i recently got a, a, a offer from a company and i was uh, i was attending interviews and i got an offer now i wanted to know what's my take home so i, I did, and to be very frank i didn't know the uh, income t- income tax aspect like how do you because i keep it very simple and uh, right. and I always kept it like that now i know the components <laughs> You can claim from HRA, your ATC, ATD and <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, I didn't know that you can even submit your child's uh, tuition fee. Uh, I didn't know that. I was like, what an idiot I am. I've been paying tuition <laughs> fee and I haven't claimed it. So, uh, so definitely, it's, it's, it's a great platform uh, and mo- mo- most Best part of YouTube is it, it's free, right? So uh, I I've, I've just been very thankful to YouTube over 2020 because it sort of uh, changed the way we learn, also, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, as all education should be. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they you know we often uh, kind of forget the point of all these stories told to us as kids. But the whole mm. point of Ekalavya and Dronacharya story was that uh, don't uh, you know gatekeep education, just give the best mm. people the best education for free, you know, okay. and uh, see magic happen, you know. And uh, I'm glad that's happening. I think um, I'm a little I'm a little apprehensive with all the uh, edtech companies that are starting up, and oh, you know, no, and, uh, don't get me started out. I. I it's, it's it's irritating yeah yeah go ahead yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm just i'm just scared man because uh, you know even you know when uh, i was doing my engineering this was I and mean, this, this was not too long ago but this was in like 2012 to 2016 so i guess mm. it's almost a decade now but uh, mm. you know we had nptel which was like a really bad form of video lectures uh, not engaging at all but it was free you know it was online it was free you could watch it so, if you missed lectures in class, you could just come back and watch it. Um, and now, mm-hmm. there are just so many better niche channels for learning everything. Right. Um, I don't know if you know... Um, this is something I heard on another podcast, uh, the uh, Amit uh, the the Seen and the Unseen with uh, Amit
0: Verma podcast. Yeah, yeah. Unseen. The Seen and the Unseen, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is something I heard there. Apparently, there's this Instagram channel called Miss Excel. And uh, mm-hmm. it's basically this uh, person teaching you excel tricks while dancing mm-hmm. so they're doing like tiktok dances and they're teaching you like oh this is vlookup this is the shortcut for vlookup and this is how you do it so it's like oh. it's a super niche thing right like to mm-hmm. even think that someone could do content like this um and you know she's doing well and she has like a main course that you can do So you see that uh, website, I mean, you see that Instagram, um, then you go and like enroll in their course or whatever. So it's, you know, it's amazing what you can learn online and the number of different ways you can learn it in, you know, like this is such a nice way learn excel like can you imagine learning microsoft excel through tiktok dances like i would never forget <laughs> that you know yeah uh, you know our our uh, i went for an internship and our uh, seniors way of teaching us excel was they disconnected the the mouse and they're like you only can use the keyboard Nice correct, out correct. The all part. the seniors always
0: tell this right like where you like i'm sure people hearing this podcast will like be nodding their head right like you are ex, you are excel mastery. if you are able to use excel if you are able to operate without touching your mouse like i'm like there is a reason why you have a mouse right you use it
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean i get it i'll work towards it but right now i need to go to the help function to kind of figure out what to do next and i need the mouse to go there but uh yeah anyways i mean yeah definitely like free education over any other kind of created education for the yeah, win so right,
0: yeah right. Did, did you hear i don't know if you if you've seen this news today by Juice is actually sponsoring uh uh qatar world cup right football world cup How big is this company? How big? How big? Yeah, it's
1: just because, you know, people are paying tuition fees so that they can claim tax Mm -hmm. exemption. Uh, But, uh, yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, they seem to be uh, really aggressive with their sales and uh, doing pretty well. I mean, from what I can tell, they keep raising more and more money. Um, But, you know, I mean, Khan Academy has been around forever doing, you know, pretty similar things. Uh, which is yeah. also free, um, and I've used Khan Academy a lot. Which is incidentally run by Salman Khan, uh, but a different really? Salman Khan. Yeah, a different Salman okay. Khan. Okay, okay, different. This is an American <laughs> Sal Khan. He's a wow. elec- he's a computer science and electrical engineer or something like that from MIT, mm-hmm. Stanford types. He worked in a hedge bank. Uh, yeah. Then he he was like uh, I don't know. He taught his niece. Something and he's like, you know, education is my true calling. And he started Khan okay. Academy and it's like this free, it's like this okay. free better version of Baijus that no one knows about and no one likes because okay. they think free means inferior. But uh, okay. I, I basically learned all my basic economics from there because I didn't have like uh, an economics undergrad background. Um, mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from there. Like even now, if there's like something like a new concept that I want to like quickly learn um mm. i i just see if there's a khan academy video to begin with and a wikipedia page mm. uh probably but um actually i haven't used khan academy for a while but you know in college if there was anything that i didn't understand like khan academy was the
0: place so wow well, well, oh like I, I i haven't heard of khan academy but but uh hasn't baiju's already taken over a lot of uh tech uh, companies because uh, uh, what I so I don't know if you follow this uh, personal finance guy his name was Akshat Srivastava uh, right. he does lot of personal finance and all these videos so he he's he's got one video which um, and I, I heard this from multiple youtubers and even people um, outside as well like how um, Baijus has become so big that uh, after a certain point they might even start dictating the curriculum for schools, as in to government, what, what the curriculum should be. And ha- as we speak, I think uh, e- even uh, central government has uh, come out with a mandate saying that uh, your uh, university, to get into any university, there will be one common up, uh, test, right? One common entrance right. test. Right, right, right. right. And, and I think that will only encourage uh, coaching institutes and uh, companies like Baiju's, right? And and how difficult it is because, uh, see, we, we each state is so diverse, right? We forget state. Each uh, university itself is so diverse. Say, Varangal University, Kakatiya University is much different from Usmania, right? Usmania itself is so different from, say, Andhra University. So having one common exam uh, so that students can write those exams and uh, it, like it, it will be another competitive exam. I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about meet uh, the protests and all that stuff which is going on, but I assume that is also um, somewhat encouraging the coaching institutes and uh, like tech companies like byju's and others it's it's sort of a, a circle that um that, that it's it's sort of a circle where students are falling into trap right like uh, once they want to like crack this exam then they need proper coaching if they want proper coaching then they have to register to a coaching institute or an online institute then yeah. online institute so this circle is like a vicious circle right you i don't know it's my personal opinion but i feel uh, um, like we will never be able to create uh, like an mit or like big technology institutes institutes like where, where people want to go abroad and study we won't be able to create if we are stuck with an education system which is still focusing on coaching and like uh, it, um, encouraging students to like register to courses which are so, uh, coaching academies which are so costly or even online subscription so costly, they the main chunk of students who would otherwise get into such universities will lose out on the opportunity, right, so I am a little bummed, I saw the news but like most news these days, I just uh, probably like, I just take a big breath and then they can like, calm down or should Okay, <laughs> that's how it is now. You completed the education,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, definitely, um, agree with all those points. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's a better way of education as well. But right now, they just you know, in India, there just isn't enough. You know, Ames Delhi has, uh, do, do you know? Okay, let me ask you this do you know how many students Ames Delhi takes in a year to become doctors? No, no idea. So, Ames Delhi. Uh takes a full hundred students per year to become doctors in a oh, city that has over two crore people aims is what? taking a hundred people. This is true hundred uh, yeah, and it was like uh, it was like uh, amazingly small. it was like fifty in two thousand and and I, I wanna say twelve and two thousand eight or twelve and then they increased it and they increased it they doubled it, and then it's still hundred. I think it's ridiculous. That uh, you know something as big as you know, as uh, prestigious as Ames has such a small intake, you know. I mean that's the problem there, right? Like you can uh, put a central examination, you know. Uh, you you can uh, put reservation, remove reservation. If you're taking only a hundred students, you have fifteen lakh students who are not getting in, you know. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, that's the joke here like the the main thing is you need just a lot more universities a lot more schools definitely schools, right. we've, schools we've been you know i mean uh, uh, you know for enrollment we've we have managed to get a lot more of children into schools you know earlier yeah. children didn't go to schools you know they used to work right, uh, right. now children are going to schools Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. like the uh, Asar reports from Pratham tell us, they're not learning much in schools. So, you know, now you're focusing on quality a little bit, you know, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, some states are explicitly doing it. Like, you know, Delhi has it as it's, you know, one of its main things that it's achieving, which is nice. More states, you know, should be doing that. That's a nice development. Um, And of course, like, you know, different states are prioritizing at different rates. Um, but at higher education at, at that level, I still think there's a lack of interest by really anyone, um, on, you know, just getting more universities, um, and, uh, you know, educational institutions out there because, you know, a hundred people is, you know, how many doctors died per day, <laughs> you know, during nice, the second wave nice, in Delhi. Right. Nice, nice, so that nice, was nice. like, uh, for in two weeks, like two decades mm-hmm. of AIMS doctors, were just perished so wow. you know I mean, I mean i mean i'm just saying as an example so we just right. need more uh, and uh, we don't have enough um, but let's yeah. see you know uh, who knows maybe uh, uh Baidu is the one who's like you know what this is a need <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> this is a need and hey i mean you know maybe who knows uh, at this yeah. point you know I, I mean anything works you know i mean
0: whatever works
1: hmm.
0: but yeah i'm, that's I, that's I'm not okay. Now, now that you tell me, uh, like hundred students are like admitted in um, AIMS, then I, I I wondered like during this Ukraine Russia war, it's currently going on. I'm like all these students are in Ukraine studying medicine. I'm like Ukraine, like what is what is so special in Ukraine? Then now that you tell me, I understand like there's so many doctors, uh, yep, and, and yep. They're, they're probably preferring uh, Eastern European countries also. To go uh, get their uh, degree, and I heard of China people going to China to uh, complete the medicine. But Ukraine, I was surprised. Uh, there's so many Indian students in Ukraine. Eh? Uh, crazy. So, uh, you've been you've been following the war, right? You, are you like watching it closely, like, uh, are you, like the...
1: I've been trying not to, but yes, I've uh, I've been uh, I've been trying to uh, follow it as, as as best I can. Yeah.
0: So, so since since you 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 are like uh, into like you, like you know like the economics part of it, and uh, and I always wondered if it really works. So uh, today Biden gave a statement saying that uh, we 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 announced sanctions on Russia, uh, but we knew that it is not a deterrent. So. Why did he actually do it then? Like, what's the point if he knew that this will not stop Russia and will will it actually have an effect like um, on Russia's economics uh, or or even the world economy and such? Does will it have an effect? I'm seeing people like correlating it with fuel prices and all, but how much impact will that have?
1: I have no idea whatsoever. Like, I have this, like, (laughs) some idea of this very specific niche in development econ in this much, much uh, uh, narrow niche. But, like, you know, in terms of macroeconomics, it's something I'm just, like, always, uh, you know, stumped by. I don't really understand. I don't think, you know, I mean, there's some clarity, but like after, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how many people understand it. I I just hope whatever they're doing works uh, because like uh, I would, I would we just got through COVID. Hopefully, I really don't want World War Three after COVID to be how things end. So I hope it works, <laughs> uh, but I have no idea if what they're doing is the right thing or, you know, it will work. But uh, I'm just hoping and praying like everyone else Mm. in the situation. I think it's just, I mean, it's all like unprecedented, right? Um, Yeah. I don't think anyone can predict in like such weird situations. Like you you can predict when things are going fine, you know. Uh, But when, you know, shit hits the fan, like, you know, stuff has right now. I think it's very hard to predict. But, you know, obviously, like, you know, Ukraine done nothing like it was just sitting there you know people are just trying to live their mm. life um so hopefully this stops and you know i mean whatever um you know russia aims i hope they just stop you know like it's just uh this doesn't help anyone right now and uh you know with all this migration happening over there you know we'll get a new russia ukraine variant of covid right like there's so Whoa, much movement that, that, can, and migration that can happen happening. man
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much mu- movement, right? Like, and, and so many. People I haven't thought that. about it because for for us, I don't know if it is uh, uh, a mindset which is uh, uh, enforced upon us through like Western media. Like, if there is a variant, then probably that variant is either from China or from South Africa or India. I haven't given a thought that maybe there will be a Ukraine variant or a Russian variant or a Polish variant because there's so many <laughs> uh, people moving to Poland, right? They, they yeah, can yeah. definitely be a variant. Yeah, quite possible, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: about it. <laughs> I think of the virus constantly. So, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, that's just, That's the only thing that worries me, like, you know, in Game of Thrones, right? Like, you know, they're doing, you know, Cersei versus uh, whatever, Jon Snow, and then the White Walkers Mm -hmm. are coming. So, like, we have our White Walkers already, right? (laughs) You Mm -hmm.
0: know, Whatever that is, because I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Oh, no! (laughs) 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 Well, if you had, if you had, I can tell you that
1: was a brilliant analogy. But no, like, it's just, yeah, it's just scary. But uh, let's see, let's see
0: how it goes hmm i i i don't know do you feel Kirtat, like uh, two years is uh, is gone by little too fast than any other year or do you feel it's gone a little so because for me i'm still not able to connect what happened in 2019 and how did i end up in 2022 because i st- first thing i actually had an uh slip disc and I had a neck collar for a very long time like in 2020 uh, early part of 2020 good six months I was with a neck collar so I actually didn't know what was happening with with me and in fact the world around because COVID also happened and same time I'm still not able to figure out how did we land into 2022 are you like able to connect things I know you went through um, a difficult time uh, with COVID and all but do you also feel it went fast or do you feel it went, okay, it's just like another year? Yeah,
1: I think it feels like a haze to me too. Because like, you know, 2021 was like, I was in the hospital for like, uh, you know, uh, about 10 weeks. And then, you know, in recovery for four or five months after that. Uh, then I came out, worked for a while. Then I had like arthritis, uh, an arthritis attack. Then I got yeah. COVID again in this, in like, in Jan and Feb types. The so, Omicron one. Yeah, the Omicron one. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I, I get it once per wave uh, at this quite <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's just been like, it's been like a hell of a year. Like, uh, it's a, it's been a year that has gone by much faster. Like, I don't even know how, to, I don't even know where 2021 went. Like, I have no idea. But even before that, like 2020 is also like such a dis. To me, 2020 seems like 10 years ago, and 2021 <laughs> seems like five minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's slightly different. But uh, I hope your slip disc is better. Uh, those are not fun. Like, uh, no, no. Those are, so, like I, oh man.
0: I had this left arm of mine. It's uh, I never felt that kind of pain, and I, I knew this was something different so on uh, march 21st i had my mri and i got my reports the same day i visited the neurosurgeon he suggested neck collar march 22nd Janta curfew <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, I, and I, I think uh, everybody had some kind of uh, uh time uh, of 2020, right? Like, like I, I don't know if anyone enjoyed that because I know a lot of people were mentally, um, like mental health was a very big issue in 2020. I for that I know because a lot of people uh, tried committing suicides and stuff. So
1: yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, especially for uh, comics. In uh, I can't imagine like with all the Zoom show uh and all uh you know it's it's uh yeah man it was a, a tough couple of years hopefully the worst is behind us um it probably isn't but you know we can hope um but uh yeah like i mean uh, yeah it was it's been a tough couple of years but uh hopefully things get better you know this year is looking uh, relatively fine our first wave was uh fine this year as well so let's see how it
0: goes Hmm. i i i sort of um, feel that like the entire uh, covid as a disease right Uh, it is actually i don't know i i I, you can you can put me under the bracket of uh, or the basket of people who who uh, believe in theories but i i somehow believe that uh, the entire covid wave the entire like virus no? it's actually designed It's designed such that it peaks during certain times and, and uh, suddenly suddenly goes goes out of society and suddenly it peaks out it, as if like someone is uh, uh, orchestrating the entire uh, play and, and I, I i don't know like whenever you feel like things are going well um, suddenly, there's a COVID wave in some kind of uh, country, and then it's, it's it's sort of unbelievable, right? Um, I've heard, I've read about diseases in the in the, in the past history, but this l- sound, this entire thing like uh, is designed to to make sure that it actually affects us. Uh, in in the most brutal way right like it can be like mentally uh physically economically uh, and i i don't know of any disease maybe there was spanish flu was uh bad or the, the black death or whatever uh, videos that i watched might there might have been this dangerous but this clearly l- looked like as if it was orchestrated or it was developed by someone what do you think actually i don't know if you've read this book uh, on the pandemic
1: by Chinme tumbe uh, and uh, y- you know professor tumbe is a professor at IMM, The bars and uh, you know he has this lovely book on pandemics in india as well like in early times and hmm. uh, essentially like see we don't we don't talk about it much because it kind of like i don't know i guess these traumatic health events kind of get pushed under the rug right, right. but we've right. had cholera and malaria killing millions and hundreds of thousands of people in India for, like, centuries, you know. Like, it it was called Mahamari in Hindi, which is, like, you know, like, Mm. great great killing, I guess. Uh, You know, uh, it's not a very good translation, but, you know, that's been around forever. Like, London, right, in the late 1800s, so many people used to die of cholera and waterborne diseases. So, I think this is just, like, um, you know, this is just... uh, Diseases happen, right? You know, we're not the. It's a reminder that we're not the only species on the planet, and you know there are other candidates, you know, for uh, supremacy of Earth, you mm. know, and uh, you know they rear their head every once in a while, and uh, yeah, I think if there's anything I've learned, uh, you know, after uh, seeing the, I mean, you know, obviously there were all these, you know, theories that, uh, uh, you know, or oh, this was designed by someone, uh, and. You know, right. there, this is this might <laughs> be in a lab.
0: No, I know. No, I mean,
1: there were like, oh my god, there was, yeah, there was this uh, documentary on YouTube which got millions mm. of views. Uh, you know, the Q and on groups were going crazy in like you know those oh, just post Trump uh, time. Mm. But you know, it's just um, see after seeing the medical response to this. It's like, it's impossible that our species would be so smart that they'd create a virus and then so dumb that they wouldn't wear masks at the same time. <laughs> so it's like both of those things can't happen. So I would, I would believe that we are too dumb to create like a virus that's such a smart virus. I think it just happened, you know, like, it's right. It's just chance. It happens, you know, like we have black bucks and uh, bears. Now we have mm. uh, a different strain of this virus and uh, it just came by chance. You know, I I know like people were saying, well, oh, this happened in a wet market in China. You know, they shouldn't mm. have eaten. Why do they eat everything that moves? But, mm. you know... If, if it wouldn't have been this, maybe it would have been something else, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, uh, a price of living that, uh, you know, there can be, you know, events which uh, endanger you, you know. Uh, this is a virus, but, you know, one thing lurking in the background is... Uh, antibiotic resistance of bacteria, mm. right? We have so many bacteria and we've been like popping, uh, you know, uh, antibiotics left, right and center yeah. that these, all these bacteria are now resistant to most antibiotics, <laughs> right? Like if, if we really have this strain of, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what's it, what it's called. I think it's a staphylococcus bacteria, but basically, you know, they're on the skin. So if you, if you get cut, right, right you get sepsis and die. Right. And now we have Savlon mm. and, you know, other stuff, which kind of like right. prevents this. Right. And we have antibiotics. But if mm. those bacteria become antibiotic resistant, then, you know, <laughs> then that means everyone <laughs> who gets a scratch, you know, will die or like routine procedures, like, you know, bypass surgeries, not r- mm. bypass surgery, is not a routine procedure, but, you know, yeah. like uh, setting bones after a fracture or, uh, uh, you know all of those things become life-threatening operations because you never know if you get an infection, then you might not survive. So it's just, you know, I guess it's just a cycle of life. This is, uh, you know, this round definitely went to COVID, but, you know, we're still here. Um, okay. And uh, it's just a virus. It will, uh, hopefully we'll outlive it. And uh, yeah, let's see what happens <laughs> this mm-hmm. December. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we will <won't, laughs> but uh, I'm hoping we do.
0: Yeah, like night, uh, it's 12.57 and Kirtat decides to talk about worms on our skin and uh, it's it's sort of difficult to sleep right now. I've <laughs> <You> already <laughs> fucked up my <laughs> sleep, <laughs> sleep cycle, which yeah. is, then probably I have to get back to porn then, you know, <laughs> probably watch for another hour. <laughs> oh God, uh, I, I, how, how long have, been, have you been hitting mics uh, kitat uh, because um, I, I i don't know if you you must mustn't have seen me at least in the last 8 months because i haven't stepped out uh, uh, but how long have you been hitting mics
1: yeah so i i hit mics when i was in grad school 2016 to 18 in the uk Oh, wow, you, you you you've done mics uk yeah 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 so I uh, I went to Cambridge and they had a very robust uh, comedy community obviously uh, you know the uh, a lot of uh, they have such good connections from like university uh, to they have this uh, not broadway what's it called the west end right in 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 mm. london with all these mm. theaters and stuff so they have such a good pipeline where students come in you know these, there are these 18 year old kids who come And even in school, they've been writing plays or they've been writing jokes and they come into this uh, university and they have a degree like English or, uh, you know, uh, uh, the classics where they kind of Mm. read all this literature from the Romans, from the Greeks, from Shakespeare to like more modern stuff, even some stuff from South Asia now. They have all this Mm. decolonizing the curriculum. So they come in, they read all this literature and then you know in the evenings uh, you know they go and you know they have open mics there or uh, they wow. have like theatrical productions so um it's it's such a good culture there in terms of converting students who are interested in theater and in comedy uh, to just uh, you know uh, start out at a young age imagine like so many people in India uh, started comedy like I was listening to this uh, uh, podcast with uh, um, Avinash Ghosh he was on Himanshu's uh, podcast called Funny Failures and you know he was saying that he started when he was in his 30s right imagine if you started when you were a kid right Hmm. and then you you know by the time you were in your 30s you had two decades of experience behind you right like all right that's you know that's why you see you know when you see a, a Ricky Gervais doing really well or like a Dave yeah. Chappelle doing really well, they had a leg up. They were doing it since they were kids, yeah. but um, you know I wasn't a kid when I went to Cambridge. I was uh, uh, done mm. with, uh, uh, I was done with uh, my engineering, and uh, but still it was a it, it was a good two years. Um, and uh, I guess we didn't have that many mics. We probably had like one every other weekend or so. But uh, it was good enough. So that's where I started. In fact, the first uh, show or that I kind of did there, uh, we actually got kicked out of the bar as well. Uh, <laughs> because uh, one of the other comics, uh, this cancer, uh, he's a cancer biologist uh, by profession now. But uh, he he also used to do jokes, Hassan uh, al Uh He did some joke which uh, the bartender found offensive. Um, so, you know, not just in India, uh, but, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, that's when I started doing mics. So I did 2016 to 18. Um, and then I had like an hour prepared and I, I got lucky because, uh, they had the Edinburgh Fringe Festival there and, um, you know, every year, so many student productions go to the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, and mm-hmm. one of them pulled out last minute. I had an hour of content. And I was mm. like, you know, if you have any space, uh, I'll do an R. So, after I submitted my dissertation in August in
0: 2018, What I is went... dissertation <laughs> for our audience? Just dumb it down a bit. <laughs>
1: oh, I, es- essentially, after I was done with my degree mm. and I handed in my research that I had to do as a part oh, of my okay. course, uh, mm. I was like, okay, now I have this, uh, you know, 45-50 minutes of content. Um okay. And then I went to, uh, for about two weeks in August, uh, I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, which I think if you're a, if you're a comic or a performer.
0: Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just heaven. I mean, I think Mm. that's, I mean, I, I, it's just so good. Like, um, Mm. And uh, I had like, I performed like an hour of content every day for two weeks. And my oh, God, oh, gold,
0: gold it gold was,
1: gold. it was so good because uh, you'd go, you'd go bark in the street with flyers and get people to come to your show. And, uh, you know, some days it would be like a full house, like 30, 40 people. Some days there would be no people you know, mm. because it's a Wednesday, it's still the middle of the week, you know, people mm. are hungover uh, from the week of drinking that they've been doing. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun experience. But then I came back to India and uh, then I was uh, focused on uh, economics. So mm. I, I couldn't uh, do too much when I came back to India. But interestingly, Patton and bhubneshwar both had open mics. Um, I think every other weekend or once a month, I could probably attend some of those. Uh, so in bhubneshwar there's Comedy Highway, run by Satyavrat and, you know, other so wonderful Satyavarat, people there. Satyavrat, yeah. And they are amazing. Like, they are such good uh, hosts. Like, they're such good producers. Obviously, great mm-hmm. comics as well. Um, I mean, I still, you know, I, I, fieldwork was really bad there. And then I saw a comedy show that was happening there. And I was very surprised when I went for it. And it was like, still one of the one of the happiest comedy shows I've been to, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, it w- came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. So, they did open mics. So, I did a couple in Bhubaneshwar uh, and then I went to Bihar for field work. So, there were a couple I did in Bihar as well, in Patna, which mm-hmm. was also interesting. Uh, <laughs> like, it's a, Patna open mics are, uh, yeah, next level. Like, there are people <laughs> who come and do bhojpuri skits on uh, toilets. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there isn't as much of a scene there, but uh, Mm. it's still there in the background, you know. So, but then, uh, you know, I guess I did a little bit in Hyderabad as well, maybe 2018, 2019, a little bit, but uh, nothing major. Um, And then just, you know, uh, the next time I performed in Hyderabad was like this past month. So, Mm. yeah, it's been nice.
0: It's nice, nice. I've, I, right now, don't have uh, the stomach for stand-up. I, I don't know if it is because I've become lazy or I don't know if I am really enjoying the uh, art form right now because uh, as long as I was like... Uh, going to office that that was part of my uh, uh schedule right go to office log off immediately hit mic do your uh, slot and then get back home fridays do a show saturdays produce sundays family time so uh, right now that cycle is completely changed and uh, i personally am not Enjoying uh, stand up as much like I probably watch some some comics, but right now uh, I, would, I would rather like just sit out. Uh, I have last I performed was in the month of uh, March last year when we we produced show for uh, Puneet Pania and uh, after I opened for Pania and then after that I hit I think open mic. Uh, for a couple of days and then the second wave began since then I haven't gone on stage um, and now haven't done any zoom show and I feel right now uh, for for uh, me personally I I, I I i feel that you if you're not enjoying something probably you just take a break uh, that's what I think even most comics that show up Karunesh Sarwar did uh, many comics, like the, the most of the comics, season comics who got out 5, 10, 15 videos out. When they were not enjoying, probably they just took a break, sat in the audience, listened to jokes. Uh, right now, because, um, because I'm not traveling out, my worldview is so narrow. Because right now, I'm not meeting new people. Only people I'm meeting are my colleagues and probably. Uh, few people on like guests that i am uh, just uh, randomly spamming them talking to them calling them and getting them on the podcast so i i, I think comedy should be a very um fulfilling experience right because it's it's it is it has got an element of disappointment such a big element of disappointment that even if you disappoint get disappointed on certain days you should be satisfied with that, like because uh, there will be days like you you bomb so badly, but you have to um, you have to drive back home thinking that hey, I did a spot, the audience didn't like it, but hell yeah, I have. Uh, I know that this joke is not working this format. Then you come back home, you sit with that joke, or you probably next day when you have time, you just sit with that joke and try reformatting it, trailing it to someone at your home or in your, in your office, that cycle, uh, that process should be enjoyable. If that process is not in, enjoyable, then uh, if you're not enjoying it, then I think, uh, I, f- I feel it's better to just like take a step back. Right now, I am that in that phase where I am not uh, l- looking for stage time or even uh, looking for jokes. Or even in, in, in that phase where I want to like uh, sit in a stand-up uh, uh, a show where the stand-up comedy is going on. Right now, I'm even enjoying uh, like... Uh, and also, one thing I, I felt when I was doing stand-up is... I was very judgmental. I would always judge Kapil Sharma or I would judge uh, the local uh, sketch culture comedy or even uh, the Deccani comedy um, that that I used to watch or even comedy from other languages regional um, comedy uh, but right now I've uh, what I've learned from lockdown is like uh, artists if you're able to make people laugh through various forms and I think Kapil Sharma did that no matter how much we hate him or, or at least judge him he's done a good job of keeping people entertained um, and even a uh, even lot of Telugu sketch comedy that is that is on TV. Uh, though there are issues with being um, being uh, uh, bad, uh, portraying the transgender community in a, in a bad light or or even women harassment. Uh, there, there are issues which, which are there in most... Regional channels across India, but um, but I think right now I'm not judgmental. Right now I've just uh, learned to accept comedy of all forms, uh, and also um, enjoy comedy of all forms. Like like okay, the, the, this is also comedy. Um, it's, it's sort of it's sort of uh, experience that you want to. Um, uh, have when you are when, when you are dry right you don't want to like i because i've seen comics right i've seen comics uh who push themselves so hard so hard so hard they burn out and when they burn out uh then you see mm, they're getting crazy like it can affect their personal relationship it can affect their professional relationship um becoming an alcoholic or uh becoming a drug addict. Uh, I've seen people going uh, crazy when they push themselves. So, right now, I'm in that phase where I'm like, okay, chill. Let's just enjoy comedy as it is. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you know,
1: obviously, uh, you know, you should take a break. And if
0: comedy is just
1: one way of self-expression, right? And uh, you have this podcast, which is another way. And, you know, there are a hundred different ways. And it's been... A tough couple of years you know for everyone like uh, not everyone uh, comes out of it uh, you know still wanting to perform stand-up like you sometimes you know just want to do something different and you know i think that's mm-hmm. fine you know um I, I, like this is this is something i saw in in cambridge and i appreciate it um and not everyone who goes to an open mic has mm. to end up on Netflix, right? That is not the end goal of going to an open mic. Sometimes going to an open mic, I mean, and this is this is I'm telling you as a as a dilettante, you know, like I just dabble in comedy when I feel like it, and then I'm like, mm. you know, I, I took a I took a very active decision back in 2018 that I you know I might be uh, I enjoy doing this but I don't want to do this for a living, you know, you can Mm. be good at something, you know, and choose to not do it for a living, right? right? You can be good at many things and, Mm. you know, there's only uh, so much time in life and you have to choose, right? So, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it makes complete sense to me that, you know, maybe comedy, if it, you know, you don't feel like doing it, you don't feel like doing it, you know, maybe uh, five years down the road, you feel like doing it again, and you have, you know, new stuff to talk about, you know, that's the other thing uh, as well, you know, sometimes, I don't know how it is for you, like, I come to comedy only when there's something that I want to say, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, oftentimes, like, I was uh, talking to this, uh, um, uh, Uh, Adi, this guy who creates a web comic called 42nd Street and uh, he was telling me how when he draws, so he's he's basically an artist, when he draws and puts something on Instagram and it does well, he feels like he needs to do the same thing over and over again and uh, you know to me, especially when I'm performing, yeah in stand-up the laughs matter, but what matters more is that the stuff that I want to say gets Mm. put out there you know Mm. like sure the jokes matter and I do want people to laugh I'm not saying that I don't but Mm. at the end of the day it's something that's inside me that I want to get out you know and that's the only reason why I've ever done stand-up right when I started Mm. out I wanted to you know I was doing economics and I was like let's kind of make a show around economics you know and what we do now what we used to do and you know try to give an idea I don't know how successful I was but I wanted to give it a shot and I did And uh, once that was done, I didn't see any point of doing it. You know, like I didn't want to talk about my day to day life on stage. You know, that was not something that I wanted to do. So I, you know, stopped doing it essentially. Um, And, uh, you know, if if COVID hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have gotten on stage again or done anything. But, uh, you know, it did. And I was like, yeah, I've got some stuff to say again so that's why i came back and otherwise i wouldn't have like i essentially didn't do much from like 2018 to 2022 so <laughs> i mean <laughs> i took like a huge four-year break where it didn't do anything i never got on stage but you know i still like comedy so you know i'll uh, i'll watch uh, certain artists always um you know i still love going to open mics uh, especially when I don't know who's performing, because you know that's the right. you know that's what I really like you know like an open mic where you don't know anyone. So like ten percent right. is amazing, ninety percent is amazingly bad. So right. you know that, that's that's uh, that's really fun for me. So I still enjoy the art form, but you know uh, for a long time I didn't feel like performing, even though I had like you know done the whole grind of open mic to stand up hour to perform for, uh, you know, a run at the Edinburgh Fringe. And, you know, I had enjoyed the process. But, you know, it's there's so much to do in life, right? And there's only so much time. Right. So it's, it's a question of what you want to prioritize. And, uh, you know... There are different things for people to do. There's like different ways to you know be in the scene. You don't always mm. need to do jokes. Sometimes right. you need to you know put them online. Sometimes you know uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of ways of supporting uh, the scene and while not doing jokes as well, right? Like uh, the performance itself is a big part of the is of comedy, but it's not all of comedy. There's, you know, the whole recording process, there's an editing process, there's the production process, like, and this doesn't get said enough, the production process is so difficult, right? Like, finding a room. Uh, starting a room keeping that room open making sure that some comic doesn't lose their shit and that room doesn't close down because they fought with the owner like (laughs) you know and it happens so often like in (laughs) different in different contexts in different countries you know it's just i've seen it happen in the uk i've seen it happen in Mm -hmm. india in Patna, in It, it just happens everywhere you know yeah so like all those parts are important like you can't see when when a movie is made you know thousands of people are credited now it might not be thousands here but it Mm. takes a village right so there's just so many things to do and sometimes uh the role is no i'm not doing comedy actively at all i am just you know taking a break and coming back two years later or not coming back at all and just going to shows maybe 10 years later Right. So, yeah, there's no linear path, you know,
0: and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, those are my two cents. Yeah, that's true, because even um, through 2020, uh, like even when I was injured, I tried to like get it into, for focus more uh, on the production side of comedy, and it is a, a tiring process, for, like, you, you must have done it. It's 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 a tiring process and uh, uh, it uh, it it and and at the end of the day, uh, you come out sometimes little bitter. The production process, right? You normally don't get the same response from comics that you would expect. Sometimes mm, the comics uh, are a little greedy. Sometimes they. Don't want to share the profit. Sometimes the the venue owner is not accommodating. Sometimes the audience uh, (laughs) turns against you for what the comic says or does. Uh, It's it's, it's a laborious process. I've I've played my, uh, what you call, part in that aspect also. And uh, not that I've given it up right now, but right now I feel... uh, I feel there is still uh, some kind of uh, um, um, rest that I need to take uh, from from production aspect that I want to like uh, come back to it sometime in future. Uh, but but in general, like uh, who do you enjoy in Hyderabad scene? Like who do you watch, like watching? I think I have watched. I have watched everyone
1: here. I mean, I've watched, like, I've, I mean, I've been, I've been a comedy audience in Hyderabad for so long. Uh, Hmm. You know, they're all, they're all good friends now also with the open mics and stuff. And, you know, I mean. But uh, who's your favorite favorite? Oh, my God, you're not letting this go. My favorite is Dave <laughs> Chappelle when he performs in Hyderabad. Dave Chappelle when he performs <laughs> in Hyderabad. <laughs> yeah, he will. I mean, no, I'm just, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think, No, I just uh, circling back to what you were saying. I know, man, like, it. It. it it's, of course, tiring. And uh, I can imagine, like, uh, there's just so many moving parts. And this is a new... Uh I mean it's still what like less than two decades old, right? In India. Yeah, right. Um maybe slightly more than two decades now. We're in twenty twenty-two. Uh yeah. but um yeah, it's difficult. But you know, I mean it's just I I think of it this way. Every time someone sees five minutes of stand up comedy that gets produced, um you know, they're not seeing five minutes of some other bullshit, like some Ekta Kapoor TV show or like some, (laughs) or or even the news, right? And that counts. Like, Hmm. because that person could be thinking that, oh, uh, 5G towers cause cancer or something, or some stupid shit like that, right? Instead, you know, they're getting some, you know, often, you know, obviously sometimes dick jokes, but also sometimes incisive commentary about the world they live in, right? And, um... That matters too. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I think I uh, <laughs> I enjoy all the comics on the Hyderabad scene. I think mm-hmm. um, uh, I think I like every comic who starts out and like their first five minutes. I think oh, that's what. That's I enjoy that's a the great most.
0: great great experience. I feel watching comics uh, come up on stage and test out the jokes for the first time it's it's a great experience to watch them and even to see them uh, take it up from there yeah definitely for for me like my personal favorites like uh, favorite favorite is Bhavni because uh, one is very relatable and second good friend Um, and uh, second is uh, Hriday because it's like the it's like Probably the 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 one comic I see him killing even in a dead room is uh, probably the one of the best that I've watched. And uh, third will be like Raja. Raja and I have done uh, quite quite a lot of shows, uh, and I and Johnny also to some extent I've done a lot of shows with Johnny, but Raja and I have, have produced a lot for Raja and also done. Quite a, quite a number of shows for Raja, so yeah, Raja is also like uh, the Godfather. Great. Uh, it's uh, almost one thirty, the morning, and uh, I don't know if you you what do you do? Like, do you like uh, log in on Saturdays? You work, or are you are you joining on Monday? Sir,
1: no, I'm I'm joining on Monday, so uh, I'm going nice. to. Uh, I don't know, I'm gonna go and watch something for an hour or two before I fall asleep. Uh, I
0: started watching yeah. 83, it was on Netflix. Uh, uh-huh. I started yeah. with, it's a decent movie, I don't know why it didn't run. It's quite like a good one time watch. I watched the first half, probably I'll go watch the second half, <laughs> see what it is. And uh, great, great, Kirtat. Uh, it was nice chatting with you. Uh, we should do this often. Great.
1: Yeah, same here. It was uh, great, definitely. Feel free to have me on anytime.
0: I also yeah. love talking. Yeah. Nice, nice. The audience listening, uh, you can follow Kirtat on his Instagram handle. Kirtat, your Instagram handle, please? Is at the You may like confusing people. <laughs> uh Krithja And uh, my Instagram handle is Sir SirAlfonso. Uh, if you like this uh, format of the podcast, please do let me know. You can... You can write to me through the email address that I am providing you in the description. Uh, Please uh, like the podcast if you really like that conversation on Spotify and other platforms. And do give us a rating as well. Uh, Until next time, uh, thank you so much, Kirtat, again for your time. Uh, It was great talking to you. Thanks for having me, Ashwin. Thank you. Uh, Have a good whatever time you are listening to, morning, evening. But don't trouble your mother (laughs) signing (laughs) off like Salman Khan. Okay, have fun. Bye. All right. Bye bye.